Welcome back to the Free by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 10. Self-love is something that we can't shy away from. It's important to really explore this area in our lives. Doing this helps us to better understand what truly nourishes us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. For me, time in nature is one of the best things that I can do to really nourish and feed my soul. I return from nature feeling energized, grounded, and just generally much better prepared to be everything I can for both myself and for the people in my life. In today's episode, I speak with Katerina Boreskina, the founder and manager of the Butterfly House in Oaxaca City in Mexico. She's doing incredible work in this area through yoga, sound ceremonies, and meditation. It's such an important topic, and I'm really excited to share my conversation with Katerina on today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I am back in a very sunny Oaxaca city in Mexico. I'm at the Butterfly House, and I'm here with the founder and operator, Katerina Bodesquina. Katerina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to see you back here, and uh, also to co-create with you. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to start the conversation. Yeah. So let's just jump right in then. Um, so to start off, I would love to hear a bit more background about, about yourself, just some basic information. Information. So could you share just a bit um, about like where you're from and what actually originally brought you to Oaxaca City? Sure, absolutely. So I was born in Russia. That's where I grew up. And um, right after college, I moved to New York on a whim, just decided to do it. I felt a huge pull to go there uh, for really no reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I spent for about over a decade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, worked on Wall Street for most of my time there. Um, My last position was in investment management. Um, until about a year and a half ago when I quit my job, and now I find myself in Oaxaca. <laughs> that is, it's so exciting. It's funny how um, our history sort of parallels. So I worked for 10 years in financial services as well, and it was, I, I got burned out, and that's why wow. I'm here as well. Wow. So it's really a lot of parallels, <laughs> so it's really exciting. And that, you covered um, a few of my other questions as well. Um, I think it's really fascinating how um, the diametrically opposed uh, lifestyles of where we are here now yes. and where we were. Um, so now, after having that experience on Wall Street, you're now the founder and operator of the Butterfly House here in Oaxaca. So why did you make this change? and? What was the motivation, really, behind this change for you? So, let me take it a little bit back, um, back to my life in New York, um, when um, everything was going well, everything was nice and steady. 
uh, but I was questioning my life. I was questioning why and how and is this how the life is supposed to be sure. until I had this light bulb moment where I was sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I think I just crossed in a different dimension where I realized that everything that I built my life around, like a safe job, a safe apartment, a relationship, all of that actually was upside down. Mm. That all of that was not safety. I've been looking for safety, and I think a lot of us do that. Um, actually, that was the opposite. That was the illusion. And that's when um, more questions started to pop up. And uh, it, was, um, it was constant examination mm. of what is happening. And by the time I left my job, I was certain that my life was not inspiring to me. I was not inspired to do anything, mm -hmm. and I wanted to change it. So that's how I ended up here. Um, not on purpose, life led me here, uh, and I just followed my heart. And this is, uh, this is why I'm here. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's, uh, it's such a healthy thing to constantly be checking in with yourself. So it's, it's amazing what is possible when you do things like that, because it's almost like life organically happens when you're constantly checking in with yourself. And it seems like you found that in, in that practice and you've, you're honing it in and it's, it's been working out for you, it seems. Correct. <laughs> um, that is the biggest, I think, secret Sure. Um, that I've discovered, I didn't know about it, um, that checking in with yourself. Um, it is, it really is letting go. And it's an overused phrase. Yeah. And I just recently really, really felt what it means. And my brain finally understood what it means. And it means really just getting out of your own way. Yeah. Because our body, our heart knows where we're supposed to be. And we are taught not to listen to it. We're taught to think. And... Um, mm -hmm. As a result, we become more and more disconnected, and which is why we end up in places we end up. Completely. Yeah, this was something I was getting in my way because I was looking at all the time spent in that industry and thinking, mm -hmm. I can't give all that up, yes. all this time and money I spent in this. And I think this would really speak to a lot of people listening is it's never too late to change. It's never too late. It's never too late to change, but it's better to do it sooner than later. For sure. I understand it on Fail my own. fast. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I wish I did it earlier. Me too. And, 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 <laughs> you know, people used to tell me, um, yeah, I wish I did it earlier. I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I know because I'm enjoying it so much, I wish I enjoyed it more. Yeah. And earlier, but, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for it finally happening. For sure. I'll share one quick thing. Actually, on the way here, yes. I walked by a car, I looked over, saw my reflection. I never would be able to have long hair in the job I had before. <laughs> I see myself, I see the backdrop of Mexico, and I just don't, I hardly recognize this, this life. So it's just, that actually happened on the way here. So wow. just <laughs> well, realizations everywhere. Absolutely. So I know um, we've, we've spoken about 
um, change in this in this podcast before in prior episodes. It's uh, it really is so important, but it can be so overwhelming to actually make changes, which is why I always talk about incremental change. Um, what did you actually find worked best for you for making this big change? So change is getting over fear. We all are scared. We all are scared of everything constantly, and we all have our own fears. So the big thing to, to do the change is to learn to trust. Is to learn to trust the universe that we will be okay that it will lead us where it needs to lead us. Mm -hmm. Because our brain doesn't know the future. None of us know the future, only our heart knows. And um, that was very important lesson. It took me a couple years to learn to trust, to learn to understand this concept. Then also there was a phrase in my mind, it just popped up one day and it says when if not now that's how i ended up calling my company yeah and um i started this phrase started to pop up more and more every time i would question doing something or going on that next trip solo or going and doing something that i wasn't comfortable with and i would ask myself when would i do it if i don't do it now yeah there is not going to be next chance next chance it's beautiful yeah and i think that kind of, I just challenged myself. And based on that, I turned my life into this kind of human guinea pig, just to be able to prove to myself that this is possible. I've read about it in all these self-help books, Mm -hmm. and it always says, yes, change is possible, you can be whatever you want, but it seems completely impossible when you have a nine-to-five job. Yeah. And the resume. That's structure. Yes, that's it. You are this box and this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is your place in life. Sure. So, yes. And then I had to plan. Yes, planning was important. Absolutely. Yeah. I I definitely... um, It's funny. I used a similar approach where um, I had almost just forced myself off the cliff in a way and into into the water and force myself to swim and a lot of times that's kind of what you need to do and and you leave that safety net and it's it's scary it's daunting but you you really get a lot back when you take those those risks so um let's actually talk a bit more about the butterfly house Uh, what is your your vision and your goal for the butterfly house So, just like with everything I do now, the vision is freedom Mm -hmm. and being able to create. And uh, that applies both to myself and to the guests in the house. Um, It means also to slow down, to rest, recover, to sleep to tune into yourself because without this self-inquiry creation is impossible and so is freedom yeah and um, this concept is constantly evolving just like the butterfly is constantly changing uh, and i gave myself permission 
to allow this whole change happen constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I am looking um, for to make it um, part of uh, art residency. Oh, yes. wow, okay. I'm looking to bring a couple people, a couple artists uh, who would connect to the concept and the surroundings and this place yeah. and to use their time here to create. Um, and just create this mix of, of creative energy and fearlessness because yeah. art, that's what art is, and healing. So that's kind of my new idea. So that's, that's the focus for now. I love it. That would work so well here. What I'm going to do after this, this conversation is actually take some pictures, if you please, don't mind, please. to post on my, my account because unfortunately, if people are listening, they're not able to actually visualize and see um, the beauty of this place. Yes. I think art and having an installation uh, and a residency, like you said, would just be it would just make so much sense. It's such a beautiful and relaxing place here. That's, yes, it's such a great idea. I'm so excited that you are. <laughs> you could hear me on that. That's great. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so for the actual things that you do, uh, I guess with like classes and, and um, the services provided, it's mainly a focus on yoga, meditation, and sound healing. Is that right? So we have that, absolutely, yes. Yoga and meditation is part of it. Yeah. Um, focus is on rest. Okay. A lot of people come and sleep. Via. Yes. Okay. Well, they sleep because the energy in this place. Yeah. And uh, we are going with the flow here. So there is an offering, and then it's up to everybody to choose what what speaks to them. Cool. So yoga is here. So is sound healing. So is meditation. So is cooking. Nice. And what types of uh, what types of yoga and meditation do you? Prefer? So yoga is vinyasa. I practice vinyasa. So okay. this is what I teach uh, for now. And uh, the vision is to invite. Other, other instructors mm-hmm. into space and bring their own practice here. Sure. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to as well. And meditation is, again, my personal practice, which is where I always come from, is sitting in silence. Uh, because I think mantras and guided meditation uh, creates additional noise. And I think, yes, I think um, it, as a beginner, it's a good thing to use a mantra and to use a guide mm-hmm. because it's very hard to learn how to um, observe your mind. Sure. And I've done this in the beginning as well. Now, sitting in silence is absolutely makes me high. So that's why I practice that. <laughs> that's fantastic. And you, yeah, just the, the offering that to bring people to that level is just incredible um, and actually if I know meditation and yoga is a lot more widely known um, could you actually talk a little bit more about sound healing I think a lot of people might not know exactly um, what that entails sure sure I'd love to it's one of my favorite things to do in life and just to interrupt we're actually sitting around <laughs> quite a few of your, your, yes. uh, your bells <laughs> yes, the, the meditation studio is uh, one of the favorite spaces to be in for me as well. So sound healing or sound practice or even sound listening mm-hmm. is a practice um, that is similar to meditation, 
um, only that it uses instruments mm -hmm. to help us um, to help us in this process of self inquiry. Uh, I use instruments like the gong, um, chimes, singing bowls, shakers, shorty box, depending on the practice, depending on the person. And uh, what happens is these instruments create vibrations. And since we are vibrations, we constantly vibrate as humans, mm -hmm. uh, we instantly uh, connect to these vibrations. And these are the vibrations that are very similar to those found in nature. Just like when we go hiking, we go um, to the beach, we instantly feel good. Yeah. We think, oh, that's because I finally got a vacation. Right. And the reality is your body recognizes its home because that's where we belong. We belong to nature. And it recognizes its home and it starts healing. Just like if you ever observed cats and dogs, when they feel sick, they just leave. They go into forest. They yeah. do whatever they have to do. They take their time in silence and then they come back. We humans are also animals. So silence and nature are two main things that help us heal. That's fantastic. I love that concept because I've talked on this podcast before about how important nature is. Yes. And it's, it's so interesting to think about it from that perspective, that it's actually vibrations. Yes. I also dig the, the lack of straight lines and just how chaotic it can be with the curved lines of the trees and, and the bushes. I find calm in the chaos that is nature. It's fantastic. Well, I think your mind thinks it's chaos. Right. In From reality, what you're used to. Exactly. <laughs> in reality, that is actually harmony. Mm -hmm. Just like the sounds that I create during sound practice seem like not music. Because we're used to very flat sounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, all right. Yes. Regular instruments cannot create sounds like these instruments do. They have many harmonics, mm -hmm. so which means you start with one note, and by the time uh, you hear silence, it ends on a different note. And between, lots of different things happen. And there's a lot of physics involved and mathematics and explanation of, uh, of how this works. Um, but that is what cannot be created with regular instruments, and that was what nature creates. So, yeah, that's why you feel different. Yeah, that's incredible. I like that comparison as well, that structured music is kind of like what we've done with cities and yes. buildings. And, yes. And then nature is more like what, what you're providing here. That's, that's amazing. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, okay, so we've... We previously discussed energy in, in a prior conversation, um, particularly understanding our own energy and connecting with our own bodies. With all of the distractions of our daily lives, and I know this, this probably speaks to a lot of people listening, self-love and focus in this area is just so often overlooked. So how do you keep focused on developing in this area? So like, what does your personal practice look like, really? So first, I go back to meditation. You start with meditation. You start with a practice of self-awareness and observing your thoughts. Just, just learning how much noise is in our mind. Mm -hmm. Because 
until we know how to do that, you cannot be present. Absolutely. And it requires presence to be able to notice what's going on around you and bring you back to where your intention is. So when we run around with our day, we do things, we go to branches, we meet our friends, we fill our days with noise. It's very hard for us to connect to ourselves because we don't live a minute in our day to connect. Exactly. And it's very scary also to connect. Uh, but that is the way to start hearing your intuition, to start understanding what it is because it's there, our body constantly talking to us, our body is guiding us. We just are not able to hear it because we're so disconnected. We live in these structured, again, cities, uh, with these structured lives that are not meant for the animals, which I believe we are. Um, And that's how we start thinking that nature is one part of life where we go on the weekend and we are so superior to it. We are so smart and we can just go and tell nature what to do. And that's where the biggest disconnect is. So until we learn that we are actually part of it, it's our mother, and it's so strong and powerful, until we give in to that, um, I think it's very hard to start hearing yourself, hearing, hearing your soul. And that's where everything comes from. That's where magic starts to happen, because your heart starts guiding you. You stop thinking and you start feeling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um it's something that I always see with uh, even like the topic of biomimicry that, okay, we're going to continue to build, but we're going to just build so it looks and takes <laughs> on theories and concepts of nature. Yes. It's like nature's doing it already. Like we don't have to recreate it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we, because we think we're smarter. Right. And all we have to do is to quiet down, let go, and observe. And we learn to observe uh, by the practice of meditation. And how often do you do you meditate? Is every it every day. day? Every day. Once, twice, multiple times? Once or? at least. Okay. I start my day with meditation. And then depending on how I feel, I also have my energy practice and sound practice. So in between all of that, um, I think it turns out to be more than once a day, but it's a different practice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I need... This is definitely an area where I need to do more work. Okay. So you're going to be very upset with me that I'm, I don't actively <laughs> meditate. So that, 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 that could be a conversation off, yes. off mic yes. so you can yell at me. Totally. <laughs> so um, in connecting with our bodies, as you already know, I'm really into acro yoga. And mm-hmm. I've, I've personally seen a lot of noticeable change in myself with connecting to my body via that practice. What works best for you, have you found? Is it yoga or is it, is it something else beyond that? My practice is yoga. Okay. I do it because now I'm so used to it. And if I don't do it, my body tells me something is not right. Mm-hmm. I also started running um, every other day. Um, I believe that is a good, uh, good practice to pump up blood yeah. to get all of your neurochemicals working. Um, 
and sleep really well. Sleep really well, get some energy in your body. So I think different practices work well for different people, depending depending where you just happen to be in, in your life. And all of them, all of them are good. There's not one right answer. Yeah. Yeah, yoga definitely is, aqua yoga or any kind of yoga, I think is a window or is a door to um, to making changes in your life because suddenly you start you start paying attention to your body. The releases happen during yoga practice. Emotional releases happen because um, our body stores memory and uh, our body stores emotions. And when we don't touch it, when we don't move the energy throughout the body, it gets stuck. And as a result, if I also practice Reiki, as a result, uh, we start feeling sick. Um, we, we start thinking, okay, well, I got diabetes, or my liver hurts, or my shoulders hurt. And the reality is your body's screaming at this point because yeah. you're being deaf to it. Uh, it's just saying, look, pay attention to this part of your life. So that's why I think yoga is a very first and basic way to start this process of change. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny how psychological, mental um, just stresses on your life can actually manifest physically. Yes. Um, and it's, I, I'm a firm believer in that, that your body's going to tell you one way or another. Yes. Actually. Yes. And look, stress, um, our thoughts, people we surround ourselves with, things that we do, yeah. all of that is energy. Everything is energy. And just because we can't touch it, doesn't mean it's not real. Actually, most of the things we can touch are more real than what we can touch. That's profound. And if we start to understand that, just at least see a glimpse of, of this concept, then that's what happens during sound practice. People go into different dimension. Just like with psychedelics, just like with uh, different kinds of alternative practices, our, our mind finally sees that there is something else beyond this, uh, this dimension. Yeah. And, then, and then the ball starts rolling, Absolutely. because now our mind has seen. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I like that you actually have um, a couple different pieces of your practice, and they all are kind of contributing in to like a greater, um, a greater benefit. So that's yes. really good. I mean, yes, it's not one thing. It, yes, yeah. it's not one thing. It's a big a silver thing. bullet. Yeah, yes, it, it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work, and a lot of people ask me, "Can we just not rehash the past and go into a drama that we had, like a trauma in like in our childhood?" And that's impossible. It's hard work, and emotions and our feelings are the hardest there is to deal with. Um, but it's very necessary if we are in search of freedom and peace, yeah. inner peace. So yes, it's diet is very important, and sleep is very important. Yes. So it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, in what I find is that all of this, all of these different. Uh, pieces and, and practices that that uh, that we should be using, all 
kind of push us towards being more present and mindful. Um, for me, journaling and, and like I said, time in nature is, uh, always does worlds of help um, for me. But do you so? Do you also keep a close connection with nature as well? And like, what does that look like for you? Oh, I'm addicted to nature. Yeah. I the minute I see it or I hear somebody's going to nature, I'm there. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and it's a big change that happened to me uh, once I left New York. Yeah. I always loved the woods. I always liked to go hiking, but this is a completely different level. Yeah. I the minute I arrive to somewhere where it's a beach or the palm trees or jungle. It's just a complete freedom. It's a complete belonging. I, I hug trees now. Mm. I sit there. I talk to my plants. Um, How often do you get out in nature? Because I know it's a little, it's not nearly as difficult as New York, and yes. it really is situational, depending on where you yes. are. But even here, it's you can see the mountains. You, you can, can see, see the forest. But a lot of times, you need a guide to yes. go through to there. So. Um, how often do you actually, are you able to I go get pretty it? often. That's great. Yeah, I go pretty often and I try to make at least uh, trips like maybe once a month or a month and a half yeah. to the beach and stay there for a week or 10 days because I think it's not one day uh, experience. You really need sure. to get in and let it all sink in. Um, and then, then I make day trips as well. So anywhere where there are ruins here, there are pyramids, because we have plenty of those here, yeah. waterfalls, even seeing the mountains from the roof deck is a big deal for me. I, I watch sunsets every day. Yeah. Um, I, um, when I have a chance, I watch sunrises, when I have a view of sunrise, because these are very powerful energetic practices. I also find that when I watch both, Yes. I sleep so much better. Like my circadian rhythm, I can actually, like, obviously I can't tell, mm -hmm. but I know I sleep so much better when yeah. I do that. And there could be different reasons for that. Sure. There could be just your body and your mind sees, you know, this beauty and this magic. And every time we see something like this, there is a little change happening in our mind, little rewiring happening. It's humbling. It's humbling. It's Yes, it is humbling. It shows you how this absolutely magical things in life are free. Yeah. They're also very expensive because most of people, even with money, they cannot afford to see sunset or sunrise every day. And they wait for two weeks a year to do that. And then they're still sleeping through it because they're so tired. So. It's a duality, just like with everything in life. Yeah. It, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I think these things are very precious. Yeah, we can't take them for granted at all. All right. So um, just to wrap up, um, what's next for the Butterfly House? Like, do you have any big future plans at all? Yes. Yes. I am so inspired to open my second location and really. Oh, yes. That's yes, awesome. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm super inspired to bring more people on board and partnering with people because um, people come and see and then they're excited. It's they infectious. Wanna, yes, they want to be part of it. Sure. And to me, that's the biggest confirmation, again, that not that I needed it, my logical mind needed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my heart is like, yes, I already knew this, um, that it's, it's something beautiful 
It's something different. Uh, it doesn't have to be up on the first page of a newspaper mm -hmm. uh, for it to be different. And um, yes, and especially when people say after they stay here that they want to come back and that somebody else is coming to town and going to tell them about it. So change doesn't have to be, doesn't have to look drastic. Change could be just a peaceful space where we become uncomfortable just with being in peace. Mm. And that is a change enough. So, so yes, I'm super excited about bringing artists here, about yeah. giving artists a change to create, chance to create, bringing music here, bringing in uh, just like happy good times. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be so vibrant. I'm, I'm really happy to do that's great. I can't wait to come back and see the progress. Yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And I also like to close the interviews out with um, what each person feels is the most essential thing to them. So, um, you know, like why we wake up in the morning really, what, what drives us? So what is it that you think that you could just distill down to be the one thing that, that really inspires you the most? Right now to me is to have freedom to do whatever I want to do. It's always been this way, but now it's taking next level. Nice. And it doesn't matter what it is. As long as I try it and I determine for myself if it's for me or not. But to have that opportunity to, to really try it and experience it. Yeah, that's fantastic, absolutely. Because that's, that's where growth happens. Yes. For sure. Um, and final thoughts at all that you want to share? Or even like links for the Butterfly House or for yourself at all? Sure, absolutely. Uh, feel free to connect, to ask any questions. Uh, you can connect on Instagram, um, at when if not now, obviously. There is a dot between every word and also at the Butterfly House, also the dot between every word. Um, there is a Facebook profile. There is also an email. It's Katerina at whenifnotnow.org. The website also is whenifnotnow.org. Please connect, ask any questions. I'm always happy to share. I believe in sharing. Um, I think that's one of the very important parts of healing and uh, support, just knowing that we as humans can support each other and heal each other. I think that is what we're here to do. And yes, please anytime and come stay here. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely spread the word as well. Yes. And I can't wait to come back. And please. thank you again so much <laughs> for your time. This has thank been you. a great conversation. Thank you. Okay, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Katarina. The topics of self-love and healing are so important. I'm a firm believer in the importance of connecting with our own energy. It really helps to ensure that we're on the right course in life. I learned the hard way. In my past, I got so caught up in work and personal relationships that I lost my connection to what truly matters to me. My body physically started telling me that something was wrong. I had my first panic attack in 2013, and unfortunately, these symptoms, they didn't stop until I made big changes in my life. Changes towards mindfulness 
and more simple living. So that's why it's so important that we continue cutting the noise to make room for what's essential. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss any future episodes, please subscribe to my podcast.